now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Good evening. So we're going to listen to Michael W. Smith's song, Missing Person. Yeah, we are, because you probably are missing a person today. If you're watching us on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. How sad is that? <laughs> if you're actually watching us live and you're not out with your Valentine, what is wrong with you people? All right. Okay, here we go. Ready? It's going to happen soon. Yeah, it is. I know a lot of you had Valentine's Day for lunch because you're smart. Yeah, you are. Some of you are going to celebrate tomorrow, which is even smarter. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do me a favor, people. Save, share this out if you want. Yep. I'm going to tell you what Bareface got me for Valentine's Day. Yeah, you are. <laughs> All right, people. Remember the song Bareface? I do. I'm not a question in me. One for the powers that be. It's got me thrown and so I put on my poker face. For that missing person He used to want to try to 
person. Here we go. For that missing person. I was a boy who had the faith to move a mountain, and like a child, he would believe without a reason. One more song, though. Okay, wait, one more song. Okay, here's another song. <clears throat> I'm in the I'm in the, the singing mood. Don't worry, don't worry, people. It's Friday night, I know. It's Valentine's Day. Me and Bearface are here anyway. We have such a good life. Okay, this song's called Don't Give Up. Yeah, we're having a Michael W. Smith mini concert right now. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Marlene. Whoever else is out there watching this. Hey, Mia. Bearface, ready?
whatever that is. Maggie in Canada. I know. All right, people. <laughs> All right, just so you know that um, they do it live now. YouTube has detected copyrighted audio in our stream. All right. And our stream might be temporarily blocked. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? I don't care. All right, so I'm going to take so the headset off. This, this red line going across, I think. Oh. Uh, well, that just means you're going to have to create some music, Bareface. I've created plenty. You want to hear some? Or no. no. <laughs> Not right now. No. <laughs> we already tor tortured our audience with our, <laughs> our sing-along. You know, it's uh, it's funny. I never get any feedback from our podcast listeners. So my question is, the 10 of you that tune into the podcast, how come you never respond? How come you never, like, uh, you know, say anything? <sighs> anyway, hello, people. Me and Randall just had ice cream right before we get on, went on the air, so that explains the burst of energy. <laughs> we decided in lieu of dinner, dinner Linner, we... uh. We would go to Andy's Frozen Custard, which is like one of my favorite places. So this is how the day started. So I got up, Bareface got up. Bareface wanted to go play pickleball early. And I decided I was to go play pickleball relatively early. Normally I pay on Saturdays and on Tuesday nights. Hmm. However, um, this week in the past two weeks, I think, yeah, it's, the, it's... there's been a youth basketball tournament, so the gym's been reserved for that. It's no pickleball on Saturday. And, um, no pickleball. And I started this program where my Tuesday nights will be taken up for about five weeks. And so, yeah. And I started doing a Bible study on Tuesday. So, so it's like if I was going to play pickleball this week, it would have to be today. So, yeah. Normally, while, whereas I would try to, you know, make a living, <laughs> strum up some business in the, you know, eight to nine a.m. hours. I opted to uh, play pickleball instead. Yeah, but however, you know, being retired like we are, somebody said that <laughs> being, somebody said being retired means that you can do what you want. Well, when you want, and that's what we do. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Well, 
I wouldn't say that we necessarily do what we want all the time, but I, you know, Sometimes. I mean, you know, getting up early and doing networking. Our schedules are flexible. So it's not we have to. Well, I mean, I do set meetings and things like that, but I set meetings, it, you know, as to meet other people's schedules. Can I get back to my whatever. story? Go okay. Ahead. So anyway, so hi Barb over there. Okay, so so I got up. <clears throat> yeah, you did. Oh shoot! Dang it. Yes, and Bearface is so sweet. You know, last night he went to the grocery store and got some food for the dogs and him and us and stuff and. <clears throat> And I know Randall. I've been married to him almost 28 years. I know him when he does stuff. You know, usually he gets me a gift or he sneaks out and tries to get something in order to surprise me. And I've gotten to the point where I don't expect anything really cause, <laughs> cause, because I'm just not. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's not that. It's just that, like, you know. But still she's held on to me for almost 20 years. <laughs> Even though she expects nothing of me. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, so he gets up, he goes out, he he has a box of matches with him. And I'm like, I'm thinking of myself, he goes, I'm going to go out to the car and I'm going to see if I can get my key in the car. Was that was that the truth? That was the truth. It the, was. <laughs> both, both locks were frozen. They were frozen. So you lit a match and yeah, burned so the I, ice down. Yeah, so oh, I heated, heated up my the key, key and gotcha. stuck it in and. If it was me, I would have just poured water on it, but whatever. But then water's going to freeze and then... Yeah, it's true. Because it was about 18 degrees, 19 degrees this morning. Yeah. But 18, anyway, 19. so he comes back in with with um, with um some tulips that he bought me. Here they are. <laughs> and the poor tulips froze overnight in his car. <laughs> Aren't they beautiful? <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm feeling pain. I'm so cold. I'm like, I'm melting. <laughs> you know, you go to a florist and they keep all the flowers in a refrigerator. And they've been cut. These were, you know, these were planted in dirt. They're planted. So I figured, hey, if cut flowers can... Cut flowers and water can survive in a refrigerator. <clears throat> Certainly, mm -hmm. planted flowers and the insulation of dirt will do over well, do well overnight in my car, which is going to be warmer. It's going to trap some heat. You know, it's going to be warmer than the ambient, you know, air temperature. Uh, you know, being 18 outside, I figured, you know, it might be, you know, in the 30s maybe. You know, high thirties, low forties in the car, which is, which is, you know, uh, refrigerators that keep flowers in are like the forty degrees. So you know, and that's one that's been cut, cut know, and well, in water. So anyway, I reasoned incorrectly. These these were the <clears throat> these were the very first flowers I ever got that were frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I go to play pickleball and I come back and and he has them he has them like pulled up and the poor little tulip bulbs are like still hanging down. <laughs> I put it where it gets some sunlight. <laughs> and um uh, oh, so put that was some funny. Steaks in there and you know 
tried to prop it up. I thought maybe if I put the blossoms, you know, where they actually getting some direct sunlight, I, I would put them outside, but it was still like 19, 20 <laughs> degrees. So that's not good. Needless to say, I love tulips, even if they are frozen and keeled over dead. You know, there's still, <laughs> it was still the thought that counted. And I was surprised. I've never received frozen dead flowers before on Valentine's hey, the, Day. The, the flowers, are, <laughs> the petals are still red. The stems and the leaves are still green. So I'm, I, think there, I think there's hope for them, okay? I'll be doing a TikTok, a TikTok update later. <laughs> Hey, for what's worth, I didn't get him anything, you know? Grand always tells me not to get him anything, and I'm like, okay, you know? For years, it's taken me years to not get him anything, because, see, well, one, of, one of my see, love languages but we is know, gifts. But no, today, if we were in Japan, you would at least <clears throat> give me some obligation chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. Well, true. Yeah, so we went to our potato club this afternoon. This is a club where we eat potatoes, don't ask. Anyway, and there's there's meaningless <laughs> trivia that's at it. So you want to talk about the trivia? Well, it, it had nothing to do with the trivia. It's just that... Um, Soho. 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 Yeah. Soho is Japanese and a realtor. Yeah. <clears throat> like the uh, number one realtor. Yeah, in, Spring in, Hill and Thompson Station's favorite realtor. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so she let us on in a little... Well, I guess Robbie knew about it because he asked about it. Um, that in Japan, apparently women give men chocolate and her main squeeze, you know, she'll give good stuff, but, but the, the <laughs> other men, you know, are you this, reading Barb's comments? Uh, I saw one of them, anyway, <clears throat> it, it, you know, her, you know, acquaintances or, you know, the guys on the side or whatever will get obligation chocolate. Um, so I figure, you know, the, the main guy, you know, maybe, um. You know, her husband will get maybe, uh, you know, Ghirardelli. And then the guy she's, you know, her having an affair with probably gets Hershey's or something like that. Anyway. Uh, Joe Glavin, knock it off. Frozen flowers. Is he trying to make a statement? See, oh, frigid and proud Detroit division. <laughs> she said, no, don't oh, read. It's too late. <laughs> You like I already did. Yeah, you did. Well, anyway, I have to say that you know, in my whole life, <clears throat> Randall Pandle Bearface has been my Valentine for thirty years. You know, and I was talking to somebody at pickleball today, and he was he was a husband, and I said, "How are you doing today on Valentine's Day?" He's like, "I don't celebrate it." He said, "It's like you know, I figure if I can't show my wife I love her." Every day. What's the stinking point of doing it once a year? And um, and then we had a nice talk. And it was interesting because I said, you know what? I feel the same way. My husband, like last night, as an example, I was hungry. And he, I asked him to cook dinner. And so he went and he cooked dinner. I didn't eat it after two bites. But, you know, it was still a thought that counted. <laughs> you know, Randall... Randall is awesome. My life would be so boring without Randall in it. He is like the love of my life. The the pity pat in my heart. Hey, did you post that, that thing that I made before we were married? Um, I did not. You should go get it and show it to everybody. I can. This was 
an amazing find in the midst of the chaos in Randall's office. This amazing thing that I painted for him. I am an artist. You might not know that, but now you do. Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> you will get to see my art before we were married. And, you know, be prepared because it's not going to be what you expect. <laughs> I thought you were going to take a picture and put this on Facebook of my art. He doesn't want to embarrass me by how good I am yeah. at drawing art. So this is what you do when you're in love before you even get married. All right. Randall just flipped the big screen to him. So here it is. So you're going to see how good I draw. Feel free to laugh if you'd like. It's just remember. It's like a watercolor, I it's, think. It's a, it is a watercolor. I was in the watercolor therapy stage at that point in my therapy. This was a therapy project, I think. Come on. I don't I don't know. You got to pull it back. Yeah. There you go. Wait, you're not seeing it all. Yeah. <laughs> see, how, see how talented I am, people? Mm-hmm. When was that done? In 1991 or yeah. something? You see how I, I was gender specific? Well, oh, you got to pull it. No, you're not. Yeah. Okay. There's the day. SLP. Those are my initials. And it was 10 days after my birthday. Randall, I love you, Stacy. Yep. Do you see that? I was the girl. He's the boy. You see my great heart drawing with the rainbow. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> It's priceless, isn't it? Yeah, wait. Who, who said that? Uh, Angie, Natasha. Okay, Natasha said it's priceless. Yeah, I'm super talented. You had no idea, did you? Yeah, I know you didn't. But Randall's kept this thing for 29 years. Is that right? Yeah. Well. I know a moment of... You know, so what when you saw that the other last night or whenever you saw it, what did you think? You were like, I can't believe I found this treasure, yeah, kind of something like that. It's like, wow, I didn't realize I'm still hanging on to this. We should put it on the fridge. Well, it's kind of <laughs> big for that. <laughs> we can move some people off the fridge we got up there, like, still, I mean, it's as, as wide as the refrigerator <laughs> door. I mean. We could take a photo of it and then print it out and like sell it to raise money. Size. <laughs> oh yeah, or, yeah, or make lithos of it. There you go. Raise money. Stacy L. Harp, you know, lithographs of her love for Randall. Or G. Clay's. Or <laughs> hey, if some knucklehead can paint a blue line and, and make a million bucks off that, certainly somebody would pay for that. It's not just a blue line. It's a story. Exactly. Yeah. Now, speaking of a story, people... Some people would say simple, but it's it's deceptively simple. We have, actually, in all seriousness... <clears throat> yeah, I know you didn't know I was that good of an artist. Yeah. Someday I'll show you my, my figure that I draw with arms open wide, hugging the world. You know, because I'm really good at that one. I learned that one in fifth grade. Yeah, I did. Anyway, the other thing is, so this week uh, I had the opportunity for the first time 
in the history of my life to host a local Bible study with um, <clears throat> with, uh, with with some business women that I know locally. And I have to tell you guys, you know, it was so cool. It was so cool to, you know, not only have it initiated by a fellow businesswoman, but to have them put it together. And then Tuesday night we met at one of my friend's offices and, you know, there was five of us there and I got to teach God's word to them and lead the Bible study. And afterwards they were totally excited and, and like, this is awesome. Let's do this again. So in two weeks, I'm going to be doing it again. It was really, really cool. So, you know, it's, so there, there's been a shift, you know, and, you know, I do legal shield every day. Of course, I'm trying to, you know, build a business that way and earn some money. Um, and then of course we do this, but it's really neat to see how God is now opening the door for us to do local ministry. And so those of you who pray for us, I want to say thank you because I was so excited after that Bible study to be able to, you know, minister to some of my girlfriends that I know here locally. Um, and it, it was just really cool to see people excited about being in God's word. And I also do it with a couple of you too here who are, who are, you know, we do our Zoom Bible study too on the alternate weeks. I do my local one. Um, and that's cool too. And I think, I think for me, that's, been one of the big one of the coolest things that um i've seen god shift from from us doing full-time ministry online to doing being local and impacting your local community and i really want to encourage you to do that because somebody needs you somebody needs your message somebody needs you to be there to encourage them in their faith and you know maybe there's somebody locally that can encourage you and your faith outside of just going to regular Bible study. You know, people are hungering to be discipled in God's word. And, um, you know, I, I have a, a message from one of my friends that she, she called me and, and left me the message, um, you know, afterwards. And, and I would play it. You wouldn't know who she is, but, um, she was just so excited and that was cool. That was like the highlight of my week. And so I just wanted to share that with you, but we actually do have some news and we got to thank a sponsor, Ariel ministries, uh, for sponsoring the show. This is midway through February 14th. Today is the 14th. And, uh, you know, Ariel, Ariel ministries sponsors this show and they're going to be continuing to sponsor it through the end of March. Um, Hey, I got to tell you, the materials that I'm using to teach my local Bible study is right out of Ariel's book, Yeshua. And you guys, I definitely recommend you get it. Um, if you haven't already gotten it, you can go and you can do it. There's four different volumes, one, two, three, and four. And there's also the abridged version. And so just go over to ariel.org and um, put in that coupon code Bible News. You save 20% on those books. But here's the thing. Check it out, man. Don't just buy the book. Read them. Read the books, because I'm going to tell you, uh, at the end of the Bible study I did Tuesday night, um, every woman in that room said to me, this is the best Bible study I have ever been in. And I was smiling because the material that I used for that Bible study was straight out of that book, Yeshua. 
and the highlights of the life of Christ from a, a Messianic Jewish perspective, which is the long audio teaching Randall and I immersed ourselves in years ago. Um, you know, I talked on Jan John chapter three and taught about Nicodemus and the conversation that he had with, G with, with Jesus about being born again. You know, in Pharisaic Judaism, and I know we've talked about this before, you know, they there were there were six different ways to be born again in Pharisaic Judaism. And this is the the time this is mindset that Nicodemus was coming from as a lead Pharisee, as a leader in the Sanhedrin there. He was the teacher. He knew the law inside and out. And yet when Jesus said you must be born again, you know, his Nicodemus's response was, um, how can a man be born again when he is old? Does he go back into his mother's womb? He was only thinking in physical terms. He wasn't thinking in spiritual terms. And yet, you know, the whole conversation in that in John chapter three centers around the idea of um, being able to get into the kingdom of heaven. Right. And that's ultimately where we're headed, hopefully, you know, Lord willing. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. He's he's willing. You know, he doesn't want any to perish. Um, but this conversation that Nicodemus had, you know, he was a teacher of the law and he had to, he understood the rites of passage in Judaism, which was different ways to be born again. Like the first way was as a Gentile, when a Gentile converts to Judaism, that they consider in that, in that, in that to be that, that, that Gentile would be born again. Nicodemus is not a Gentile. He's Jewish, so that didn't even apply to him. Another way, um, you know, one would be born again in Pharisaic Judaism is that um, when one becomes a king, you know, through the line of David in particular, and Nicodemus was not in the line of David, so he wasn't born again that way. But a third way would be um, at Bar Mitzvah. So at 13 years old, when a Jewish boy is bar mitzvah you know this is important for a couple of reasons it's number one because he's declared a, a man then number two his sins which were covered and dealt with by his parents are now handed over to him to be dealt with um, but in nicodemus's mind that was the very first time he was born again because they're considered born again at 13 years old when they have their bar mitzvah so um so just understanding the um, context where Nicodemus came from and then the conversation he had with Jesus about being born again, um, I just have to say uh, was really, really cool to the local ladies that I talked to. And the more I talk about it and the more I uh, think about it, it's really cool. And we got to talk about how Moses lifted up a serpent in the wilderness and, and how that was a foreshadow of the cross. And then that ties into John... Um, 316 and it makes it makes that whole chapter and looking at those verses so much more powerful because you understand the context in which it's written and you also have more of an appreciation for who Nicodemus was as a person you know because this was a true seeker of truth he wasn't somebody who you know was persecuting Jesus like a lot of the other Pharisees were um, and so, um, so anyway, I just wanted to share that. That was super cool to me. And, you know, thank you guys for praying because 
I already know that, that my friends want to invite more people to this study. I actually had one of my friends who's a guy come up to me and say, can I come to your study next time? Because <laughs> I'm a guy. Is it okay if I come? And I'm like, yeah, you can come. I mean, I'm, you know, I know some people will go, well, a woman shouldn't be teaching a man, but whatever. It's, it's a Bible study. So, you know, anyway. All right. So that said, uh, Randall has an article, six surprising facts about St. Valentine that he's going to look at for you. I'm going to do this, huh? Uh, did you send it to me? I did. But... Okay. I can look it up. All righty. Let's see here. Ah, there it is right there on history.com. Yep. That's the one. All right. So go ahead and oops, wait. Because I'm a guy. I have to mute that. I'm waiting for it to load. Well, I could start talking about it anyway. Okay. I'm yeah, I'm still waiting for it to load. My computer is hard. It's like it's old. All right, yeah, it well. is. Basically, you know, we think of St. Valentine or Valentinus being a... There we go. I got it. ...individual, but um, there's definitely more than one. And uh, Yes, there are. I've, I've written about St. Valentine every year when I was writing the persecution blog, so I wrote about uh, him at least eight times. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. Yeah. So in this article from history.com, Mm -hmm. uh, we read that uh, are you going to put yourself up there no because I, no because I don't I don't have that shot unless I you know unless I don't do the article there unless I just talk about it without putting the article on the screen which is fine would you rather see the article or our handsome and beautiful faces you're asking me no I'm asking the audience the audience of three? Well... But the audience of six. Six? There's six plus three people. Nine people are crazy enough to join us on Valentine's Day, people. That we know of. Uh, we know well, that's of, only uh, on... That's on YouTube and Periscope. There could be one or two lurking on Facebook and Twitch and all these other places. Yeah. Yeah, very well could be. All right. Well, anyway... Let's let's get to it anyway. So, so the Saint Valentine who inspired the holiday may have been two different men. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, we have two different accounts. Um, what? Did you roll over him? His ear? Might have. <laughs> Poor Tuggy Bear. Aww. Our dog has been kind of sick. Poor little tuggy bear face. He wasn't eating and then his tummy was upset. That's why he wasn't eating. And Randall just ran over his ear with the chair. I think I did. The, <laughs> just, just, the, just the fringe of his ear. But yeah. That's not, a, that's not a good place to be. And he's got friend. a bladder infection on top of it. Our poor dog. Just pray for our dog. Yeah. He's... Talk about tug. I'm going to put him up my lap where it's safer. Okay. All right, so Tug is going to be 15. We've spent way too much money on this dog, but how can you not spend money on God's creatures, you know? Yep. Meanwhile, I think Grover is boycotting his food because Tug hasn't been eating, so Grover hasn't been eating. We have emotional animals, people. 
you know, pray for your animals because they need prayer. Today, I found out that I was the number one event holder in Ladies of Justice last month. And you know what? I won a necklace. Mm-hmm. Yep. By the way, I should tell you because we didn't bring up Legal Shield. If you want to get it yet, you know, feel free to get in touch with me so I can tell you more about it. And you can sign up and get protected with identity theft protection. And also, um, you know, get yourself protected. Get yourself a will done if you haven't at least done that yet. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Well, the St. Valentine who, was ins who inspired the holiday may have been two different men. Officially recognized by the Roman Catholic Church, St. Valentine is known to be a real person who died around A.D. 270. And hats off to history. Well, I figured they would get our history.com. History a lot of people give the year and then say A.D., which doesn't make sense. Like, say, 270 A.D. It makes sense. 270 in the year of our Lord. Anno Domini. It's, it should be A.D. Whereas the B.C., you know, if it was like 270 B.C., because it's 250 years 270 years before Christ. But if it's A.D., I don't dominate in the year of our Lord, then the A.D. precedes the year. So, yeah, that one was for free. All right. So, awesome. St. Valentine is known to be a real person who died around A.D. 270. However, his true identity was questioned as, as early as A.D. 496 by Pope Galatius I, who referred to the martyr and his acts as being known only to God. One account from the 1400s describes Valentine as a temple priest who was beheaded near Rome by the Emperor Claudius II for helping Christian couples wed. A different account claims Valentine was the Bishop of Terni, uh, also martyred by Claudius II on the outskirts of Rome. Because of the similarities of these accounts, it's thought they may refer to the same person. Enough confusion surrounds the true identity of St. Valentine that the Catholic Church discontinued liturgical veneration of him in 1969. His name remains on its list of officially recognized saints. Uh, so, yeah, there was at least one St. Valentine um, that inspired the day that we, you know... I'm going to put Tug on the floor now. <laughs> Um, so there's at least one that inspired the holiday, but in all there are about a dozen St. Valentines, plus a Pope. Uh, the saint we celebrate on Valentine's Day is known officially as St. Valentine of Rome, in order to differentiate him from the dozen or so other Valentines on the list, because Valentinus, from the Latin word for worthy, strong, or powerful, i.e., you know, someone is valent, or has, you know, valor, uh, was a popular moniker between the 2nd and 8th centuries A.D. Just like, um, you know, girls named Brittany. <laughs> and then, you know, like in the 90s, it seems a very common name. Uh, Valentinus, a uh, popular name uh, between the 2nd and 8th uh, centuries. Mm -hmm. and several martyrs over the centuries have carried this name. Uh, the official Roman Catholic roster of saints shows about a dozen who are named Valentine or some variation thereof, you know, Valentinus, whatever. Uh, the most recently beatified uh, Valentine is St. Valentine Berrio Ochoa, a Spaniard of the Dominican order who traveled to Vietnam where he served as bishop until his beheading in 1861. 
Pope John Paul II canonized Berrio Ochoa in 1988. Uh, there was even a Pope Valentine, though little is known about him except that he served a mere 40 days around 8827. Anyway, so I'm not going to read the rest of the... Um, I'm just going to read the headlines, basically. Um, surprising fact number three, Valentine is a patron saint of beekeepers and epilepsy, among many other things. You know, Beekeepers and epilepsy? Mm-hmm. Wow. So if I guess if you're an epileptic, I don't know if you can thank St. Valentine or you pray to St. Valentine for your condition or he can... I don't know why. Okay. Patron saint of beekeepers and epilepsy. Not epileptics, but beekeepers and epilepsy. I don't know. Do what you want with that. Uh, Four, you can find Valentine's skull in Rome. Yes, you can. Uh, In the early 1800s, the excavation of a catacomb uh, near Rome yielded skeletal remains and other relics now associated with St. Valentine. Um... Uh, of course, you know, the catacombs underneath Rome, uh, you find quite a number of human skeletons uh, as the Christians persecuted under, uh, well, many of the Roman emperors, you know, had um, hit underground. It was, it was literally an underground church um, in the Roman Empire back in the day. Uh Surprising fact number five, English poet Geoffrey Chaucer may have invented Valentine's Day. Um, uh, the medieval English poet often took liberties with history, placing his poetic characters over in, here? Come on. into fictitious historical context. Come on, you can do it. Come on. Um, you can do it, mister. Anyway, in his uh, work Parliament of Fools, Come here. Come he links on. a tradition of courtly love with the celebration of St. Valentine's Day feast. Um, You can do it. Yeah, you can. And the poem refers to February 14th as the day birds and humans come together to find a mate. You can do it, Papa. All right. And um, cut to me. (laughs) Come on. You can do it. There he goes. Surprising fact number six, people. He wants to be on camera. He does. Yeah, he does. This is my baby boy. He All right, surprising, very good. So surprising fact number six Bubba. to wrap yeah, this up. Surprising <laughs> fact number six to wrap this up. You can celebrate St. Valentine's <laughs> Day several times a year. Because of the aforementioned abundance of St. Valentine's, uh, you know, at least 12. Uh, so besides February 14th, you might decide to celebrate St. Valentine of Beturbo, uh on November 3rd. And uh, St. Valentine of Rhaetia on January 7th. Uh, women might choose to honor the only female St. Valentine, Valentina, a virgin martyred in Palestine on July 25th, AD 308. And the Eastern Orthodox Church officially celebrates St. Valentine twice, once as an elder of the church on July 6th and once as a martyr on July 30. So there you go. Or you can choose not to celebrate at all. That's right. So, speaking of that, I want to read this article. Yeah, you do. That, uh... It's very interesting. This comes from cnsnews.com. It's titled, Butt Gig... Butt Gig. Butt Gig? Butt Gig. Butt Gig. Okay. 
says he and same-sex husband hope to start a family and may have children in the White House. You can hope quite a bit. <laughs> hope all you want. So It's not biologically possible. Pete Buttigieg, which, you know, you know when I see that last name, I actually think Pete Butthead. That's what I actually think. That's not nice. No, I mean, it's just because of the name. It's not because oh. I think he's a butthead, but, you know, I'm just, it's just, I'm not trying to be mean. I know. It just comes naturally, right? <laughs> but anyway, this is what the article says. Pete Butthead. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Oh, come on, people. Lighten up. All right. Anyway, who is now one of the forerunners or front runners for the Democratic presidential nomination has said that he and his husband plan to start a family and may have children while he is serving as president in the White House. We're hoping to have a little one soon. How's that going to happen? Butthead said at an event in Brooklyn, New York, on April 15th of last year, where he shared the stage with his husband, Chastin. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Jason, I'm, uh, I imagine it would make me a better president, he said on CNN the next day. On June 16th, when he appeared on CNN State of the Union host, Jack, Jake Tapper asked him, do you think if you are elected president, hypothetically, that you will plan to start a family in the White House? I don't see why not, Butthead said. I think you... <laughs> hey... I'm sorry. It's easier to say butthead than it is the other thing. Okay? It's really to say B. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, I think Mr. It, B. I think it wouldn't be the first time that children have arrived to a first couple. <sighs> Gosh. Appearing on Rachel Maddow's show on MSNBC on April 15th, he expressed confidence that his husband would be a great father. Mm-hmm. My husband is. He's made for a lot of things, said Butthead. <laughs> he is a great educator. <laughs> no, I can't stop. You can. No, you I can't. No, I don't want to because I have to be me, people. If he can be a butthead, then I can be the sweet and lovable, outspoken, honest host of this show. Yeah, I can. I mean, why are we even reading this? Okay, I don't know. First of all, he... Wanted to. Yeah. You know what? This guy, he is never going to get elected to be president, first of all. Put a one if you think mis that Mr. Butthead will actually win the presidency as a Democratic they, candidate. Well, they said about Trump that he's never... It's, it's impossible. This guy will never the, win. The, this, the, this reality TV star. Never, and... never, never, ever will we ever have a homosexual as a president. That's not going to happen. Um, mm -mm -mm. he was bisexual. Okay, well, but an outspoken homosexual sodomite, we are never gonna have as a president because there's too many people in America who would never vote for him to be a president. Just so you know, and, and voter fraud never occurs. There would it would. There would have to be a gazillion types of voter fraud for that to happen. There's never, ever going to be a homosexual sodomite abomination to the Lord as a president in America. Uh, not anytime. Not, not in the near future. 
Maybe after the rapture it would, but not before the rapture. You don't think? I know so. It can't be. What do you mean you the, can't, the you can't Sod- say it can't the be? The Sodomite population in America is 1% to 3%. Right. There's no so way So you're going to that... assume that only Sodomites are going to vote for a Sodomite? Well. <clears throat> but love is love, and it's such a beautiful thing that they want to start a family in the White House. Don't you don't think a lot of people are going to vote for that? I think normal people won't vote for it. Not Fine, with sodomites. Normal. No way. Uh-uh. Nope. All right. Just saying. Well, voter fraud can happen. You're right, Barb. But there would have to be, like, a massive amount. But then again, there could be the spiritual delusion that goes across America and, you know, and all that. So, I mean, Obama did win, and so did Clinton. Yeah. You know, so that's possible. Yeah. That don't say there's this guy on tiktok have you seen this guy randall on tiktok i'm not a tiktok user this so guy does this this guy's the impressionist and he he does the voices of obama I, yeah, and, i heard that one you and trump that for me. Yeah. yeah but he does he has these fun conversations he does them really well i should play one right now so you could see it because it's really funny but uh yeah all right, well, so that's all I have for news. I know you pulled the coronavirus story, but really, yeah, look, let's talk about the coronavirus for a minute. Okay, first just, of just all. Just a minute, no more. Okay, so first of all. Starting now. Yeah. So here's the deal, right? Now, I know a lot of people are getting freaked out about it and blah, blah, and the media is covering it like, oh, the world's Guy greatest falling, yeah. pandemic is taking place, etc. Most likely, it was fabricated in a lab. Secondly, it was probably designed to wipe out certain populations because Agenda 21 wants to do that. Bill Gates' mm. organization is behind that, as well as the, you know, other people that want to wipe out, wipe out the population. Um, do we need to be afraid of it? No, I don't think so. I think it's a big... I, I, I do think it's targeted at people, but I don't think that we need to freak out about it. Um, yes, there has been a lot of flu this year in various parts of even America, but there's flu everywhere every time, you know, fortunately I've been blessed. I haven't gotten sick since Utah last year. Five seconds. Then I'm done. There you go. That's like doing a one minute pitch at my networking group. All right. Yep. Next. Okay. Any comments or questions from the peanut gallery? There's really not that many of you out there because you're probably out with your loved one, you know, on Valentine's Day and being insane, you know. Mm -hmm. What do you mean being insane? Well, being out there. Who wants to go out for Valentine's Day dinner on Valentine's Day? You know, because the restaurants aren't crowded. You know, that's the case. (sighs) Yep. Well, I will remind you next month on March 7th, I think it is, we are interviewing Jeff Kinley about his book, An Interview with the Antichrist, mm-hmm. which I have to start reading so I know what I'm talking about when I interview him. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't have anything else to do, so I'll just read another book in between now and then. Um, but anyway, so yes. Yeah, there you go. I'm tired, you know that? My eyes are tired. It's been a long day. Oops, I shut down my YouTube thingy. 
Oh no. I know. So I gotta go back so. and see it now. So there's five people watching supposedly. So do me a favor, say hi so I know who's watching, and then go ahead and give us a topic or something, you know, so that we can continue to four more minutes on our yeah, show. Yeah, if you're watching live, go ahead and type in hashtag live. If you're watching replay, hashtag replay. I worked almost 40 years in hospital and I bought bleach. So does that mean that bleach cures everything? Like, oh. Killed just about any loving thing, including human beings. Okay, so. Okay, so Barb. Okay. So, what, in your opinion, is the number one way to kill germs? Let's talk about it. Let's have a mastermind right now. It's easy. Fire. Fire? George. Very, very thorough. Very complete. George Thompson asks, was Peter married? Yes, he was married. And we know that he was married because he healed his mother-in-law. And he wouldn't have had a mother-in-law if he wasn't married. I take the virus seriously. Well, I do too. I, you know, we know Agenda 21 wants to wipe out like massive parts of the population. But I don't take what the media says about it seriously. In fact, I was watching a bizarre abyss over on TikTok. And she was talking about how um, Lysol was putting on their website that they would kill the coronavirus with their product, Lysol. Sure. So, if it's something that can't be killed, why is Lysol saying that they can kill it? Who would say... Who says it can't be killed? Well, apparently it's been reported that they can't get it under control. They don't know which one it is, etc. Blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a term for a number of viri. Uh, coronavirus is really just a group of several viri. And it, and it is alive in Corona, California. Could be. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why the group of viri are named Corona. But I don't either because I'm not obsessed with it. Uh, nor am I. But uh, we're only 55 minutes and 30 seconds into this broadcast. Oh. Just so you know. All right. Any more comments from the peanut gallery? But they're... All right. So, George, is there a reason you want to know Peter was married? But he was. He was married. Yeah, probably probably something to do with maybe this idea that he was the first pope. Mm. I'm thinking maybe. And then, oh. you know, well. in the... Hitherto, the Catholic Church has yes. adopted a policy of celibacy for... I can answer Priest. all Bible questions. Never whether or not I answered them correctly, I don't know, but at least I can try. Uh -huh. Yes. Okay. You know, you know, Periscope is spiking your show when only three people are in it, and you have over six thousand followers. Mhm. Mm yep. I get more. 
followers on TikTok and I only have 300 and something and about 70 people see each of my TikToks. Mm -hmm. But I get three for Periscope and I have 6,000 followers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle anybody sees this show. <laughs> Consider yourselves a, the few, the proud, you know, if you actually see the show. Oh, that's funny. Okay. I guess no other questions. I guess they, I guess that's it. We could sing another song. Why don't we do that? We could sing one more song on the way out. Let's see here. This is the song that never oh, ends. No, 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 no. Yes, it goes on and on, mm. my friends. Mm -hmm. Some people started singing and not knowing what it was. And, and they'll, they'll continue, continue singing it forever just because, because this is the song that never ends. I think it doesn't end. No, it's got to be ends, never ends, because it's got to run with friends. I think it doesn't end, though. Well, it, it, it just did. But Are you sure? Wait. I'm 99.9% I'm, I'm sure. Well, I don't know. You could be wrong, because you are a man. Yeah. Let's see here. Even when I'm right, I'm wrong. So, Sherry and Lamb Chop. Okay, wait. Hold on a minute. And let's see. A song... That never ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have this song for ten, ten hours. Wow. <laughs> but, no, it says here, this is the song that doesn't end, and it says Lamb Chop song that never ends. So, which is it? Wait, hold on. But, I was right. But you're looping. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. Wait, hold on. Stop it for a moment. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was, and they'll continue singing it forever just because this is the song that does it. See, I was right, you were wrong. People started singing it, not knowing what it was. And they'll continue singing it forever just because this is a song okay. that doesn't Our end. audience now hates us because now this song is going to be in your head forever. I was going to sing something different, but... <laughs> I wonder if there's two versions of it. The song's going to be in your head forever. Yeah. But... I wonder if there's two versions of it. It's going to be in Song I, Your Head Forever. I, I, think, I think there is because it says doesn't end and then never ends. So I think. I'm, I'm so, I bet you there's two versions. I'm repeating this because you're repeating it. It says doesn't end and then never ends. And if you were wearing your headphones, you would know. I bet you there's two versions. I bet you there's two versions because you're repeating it. I'm repeating it because you're repeating it. And if you were wearing your headphones, you would know. Put in your headset. I bet I'm you that you do this because you're repeating Okay, hold on a minute. Because you're repeating it. Hello. Put in your headset. Don't yell in my ear. 
Okay, hold on a minute. Hello. Hello. Thank you. You know, you're Mr. Smarty Pants. You know that, right? Yes, I know. Wearing a smart sweater, too. Yeah, everybody complimented Bareface's sweater today. I'm like... Not everyone, just... Well, like a whole bunch of people, though. I remember one. I think three or four people did. They said that Randall's hair... One, one person. Is comes out and it it goes really well with that sweater the silver fox my nose but did anybody compliment my sweater today were you wearing a sweater no no what so was why what did i wear today you're wearing your legal shield t-shirt that's right my legal shield t-shirt and your inexpensive um jacket yeah i you know what I think people buy from me, so I'll get better clothes. Hey. I think that's it. I own one pair of sneakers, people. True story. I need to go buy another pair. Not entirely true. It is true. Well, no. I have a one pair that has a hole in it, which I would never wear in the rain because then my feet would get wet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it may please you to know that uh, we've been broadcasting for over an hour now. Yeah. Awesome sauce. So yesterday was Galentine's Day and uh me and no no girlfriends celebrated, just so you know. Yep. Let's see. Uh Galentine's Day was created by Leslie Nope of Parks and Recreation. I don't know about that. T V show. It was on there and um one of the criteria for Galentine's Day happened to be, um, they have a motto here. It is, um, hoes before bros, uteruses before deuteruses, and ovaries before broveries. Yep. That's what Galentine's Day is all about, people. One of the stupidest things ever on Parks and Recreation. <laughs> this show, Bible News Radio, is often a show about nothing, in case you didn't know that. Oops, wait a minute. Get out of here. Remind me tomorrow to ignore it tomorrow. So somebody invited me. You know what I love is when somebody you don't know invites you to like a page about them. <clears throat> Decline. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I declined it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, this is it, people. Tomorrow night, Randall and I will have a more mature show designed for you. Yeah, we will. We'll be more serious. We'll be serious Christian broadcasters. And, uh, you know, we'll have something more important to talk about <clears throat> than a lot of the fluffy stuff we talked about tonight. Just so you know. So, as I always say at the end of every show, hey, be bold. Stand up, people, and go. Oh, by the way, don't just stand up, people. Stand up your broom and go with God because he loves you, people. Yep. Yep.